Creative South podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Thanks for joining us this week. This is a sad time for the design community, as we learned that Creative South friend Brad Iroff passed away suddenly and unexpectedly a couple weeks ago at the age of 36. Brad was a husband, father, and friend, as well as CEO of Kickstart Creative, a fixture in the Atlanta design community, an avid mountain biker, and vinyl record collector. In his passing, Brad leaves behind his wife, Jen, a young daughter, McKenna, and a daughter on the way. A college fund has been set up for his daughter, McKenna. If you'd like to donate, you can do so at gofundme.com slash My guest this week is Diane Gibbs. Diane is an associate professor of graphic design at the University of South Alabama. She also runs her own design company, Little Bird Communications, and is the host of Design Recharge, a weekly interview series where she talks with other designers and creative professionals. I talk with Diane about her faith, teaching, her motivation behind starting Design Recharge, and so much more. On to the show. Diane, thank you for uh, joining us on Creative Self. Sure, I'm happy, happy to be here. So let's uh, just dive into it. And Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Atlanta, um, northeast suburb called Dunwoody. Um, super blessed to have my mom home the whole, my whole life. And my dad worked and he worked for Georgia power. And, um, my sister was really smart or is really smart. And then, um, my, I'm glad you corrected that. My parents, right. My parents both went to the university of Georgia. So I grew up going to football games every Saturday. Um, Georgia was a really big part of my fall or my weekends. Mm -hmm. And so it was a terrible thing that I went to Auburn. Yeah. I was about to say War Eagle. Yeah. Uh, So when you were growing up, were you an arty kid or were you kind of more just do whatever you felt like bounce around in the sports, things like that? I did. I did sports. I did dance. I, um, I was artsy, but I didn't take any art classes until I was in high school, maybe sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very entrepreneurial. I had a lot of businesses. I had my for- first business in fourth grade. <laughs> it was called the Bookmark Maker. And I had a catalog. So I, if I had known what graphic design was, I was already doing it in fourth grade. And I won like a bookmark competition in sixth grade mm-hmm. or seventh grade and stuff like that. Shut that down because I... No problem. <laughs> Lovely background noises. Yeah. So, you know, you get into high school and start taking a couple art classes. Did it click then or was it just classes that you had to take? And oh, no. They, they were fun, but. No, I liked it. I definitely liked it. And I um, I drew like I was on high school uh, yearbook. Um, it was about the plan and um, using images was really Mm-hmm. interesting to me. But I think it was any entrepreneurial adventure that I went through was always um, image-based, Okay, I guess. So um, I started taking high school art and then in, you know, just in like eighth or ninth grade, I guess. And then, um, and I wasn't like the best drawer or something, you know. I would, mm-hmm. My, my um, gift was... I would get ins in conduct, 
right? Needs improvement. <laughs> and so my mom said, In conduct? The, yes, because I, she's very chatty or she, um, no. yeah. So that was always like my mom now look, we were talking the other day and she said, you know, I look back at some of your conduct from like second grade or, um, and she's like, people would say that you would just talk. And so that was really, that was really my gift. I enjoyed, I think some people, like a lot of the people that I interview at Design Recharge or they just have, they, they form this kind of protective barrier as a kid right. being a, a illustrator or drawer or whatever. And it, that was never, I never needed a, I probably should have had a protective berry, but I didn't know. I was kind of clueless. That do not talk to strangers thing never clicked with you? That I've always been able to make friends. Um, so you go through high school, you get into college. Did, what did you study in college? For two years, I studied business and graphic design. So I thought about doing landscape architecture. Okay. Um, I went to Auburn. Um, my mom, as I moved in, was like, there's still a place for you at Georgia. <laughs> and I had been there and growing up in Atlanta, a lot of people go to Georgia. And so I didn't really, I didn't enjoy high school. Like I loved my friends, but it wasn't like this great place of I was the, you know, queen bee or anything. You know, I was always a little you awkward. with your friends, but not everybody else. Right. Yeah. So I really wanted to to find an, my own place and I wanted it to be somewhere different. And I went to Auburn as a junior with my best friend who actually ended up going to Clemson. And, um, I fell in love with Auburn that, t that day. And she mm -hmm. was like, no, it's not for me. And, and I went to Clemson with her and I didn't, um, that w it wasn't for me. So I knew, I mean, I felt like, there was a presence of Jesus at Auburn, uh -huh. and that was a really important part. Anyway, so church was really important, and Jesus was important, and I felt Jesus, the Spirit, um, at Auburn, and so that's why I went yeah, to Auburn. Beautiful plains of Auburn. Yeah. So for the first two years, you're studying business and graphic design. What happens then? So I went through a huge depression and spring semester, or it was quarters then, but spring quarter or winter quarter, um, my boyfriend had broken up with me. I I was already depressed. It wasn't like the boy did it. But um, I was taking economics and well, accounting. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. And so I made two D's in college. And I tell my students that. I'm like, you know what? I made two D's. It's okay. But Do you tell them what you made the two D's in? Yes. Okay. Um, and my dad said, if you don't want to do this anymore, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of wish I had. I mean, I don't want to take economics and accounting. But there are some other things that I would have really thought would have <laughs> been a really good um, benefit for me as a owning my own business and, sure. um, but so I dropped the business and then I ended up doing five years at Auburn, uh, full five years to get all five years of, I was there. Pat dies last year was my first year. Okay. And, um, I went, so everybody else knows. So I graduated from high school in 91. Um, I am 42 now and I graduated from college in 96 and then 
um, my best friend, Tara, who is coming to Creative South for the first time this year. Yay! Yay, yeah. And um, super awesome illustrator, designer, um, really just great girl. Mm -hmm. Um, She and I were both like, well, let's go move somewhere. And she was also a designer. And we had decided between Denver and Phoenix. Okay, how do you decide on those from growing up in the southeast, in Atlanta, going to school in Auburn, which is at that time not anywhere near what it is now, and it's still not a big town. Right, no. I loved that part. I loved the little town. And I live in, you know where I live now, and so I live in a tiny little, there's like two lights, you know, where I live. Um, And I love that. Um, and I think that's part of what I love. It was so different from Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I wanted to go west. Okay. So I had. Have um, you ever been out there before? Yeah. To visit. Um, so in high school, there was this TV show called Young Riders. <laughs> Anyway, I, I have the DVDs if you want to borrow it. Like, I love that I, I show. Not, I remember the show. I, I don't need to revisit it, though. <laughs> and Jason, I know you know my husband, and my husband is bald. So I, God made me for a bald man. And I know <laughs> from seventh grade, because my the first, like, uh, one of the bands, it was called Midnight Oil. It was an Australian uh-huh. band. He was bald, or he shaved his head, I'm sure. But All anyway, right. and he had, like, a one-hit wonder. I mean, you know, it wasn't like... He's had a pretty good acting career, though. He's Oh, really? I didn't oh, know yeah, he's, he's an actor. He's been a lot of things. I don't even know his name. All I know is Midnight Oil, and I was like, ooh, he's handsome with his bald head. And so... Then in high school, that young writers, there was a guy who was mute, which is a perfect for me because I like to talk. So if you're mute, we'll get along great, right? <laughs> Not really. Um, but he was my favorite character, and uh-huh. it was just and it was filmed in Arizona. And so I started getting this magazine, Arizona Highways, and it's just beautiful. And mm. the I just had a fascination mm-hmm. and a obsession, I guess, with with the West, and I love that history, mm-hmm. and I love the stories that are told, and I love um, Native Americans and just how, you know, they're... The, the culture that springs up around that. And all. Well, their traditions and the, who they think God is. I mean, it, it to me, it's just something that is a, all, a forever curiosity. Sure. And so I wanted to go, and I wanted to go to Phoenix. Uh-huh. Um, my boyfriend at the time... Uh, They were going to go, it was him and like three of his friends, and they were going to go wherever we went. And Tara and I kind of got to decide, I guess. And Eric probably wouldn't, um, he'd be like, no, no, we were going to go to Colorado. But we ended up (laughs) going to Colorado because Tara went to an interview, a couple interviews. And at that time, you know, in the 90s, when you graduated, you could just go and be like, hey, can I show you my book? And then you would show your book around town. Mm-hmm. And that still, I think, is the case. You would show your book around town, and then and people would meet you, and then you would get offered a job. Even if there wasn't necessarily, you wouldn't, there weren't job postings on. No, yeah. Uh, and, AOL at the time? Yeah, or, but. No, yeah, <laughs> nobody would do that. You know, like, and I still think it's very incestuous uh, field where uh-huh. we only. Especially we, in Mobile. Well, well, I think it's actually everywhere. Even in Denver, it was oh, right. like that. So um, we like, because we're working so closely 
with people and we're not just, and it's about creativity and it's sure. about you're kind of raw at some points. And you, I think you want to know who's going to be in your team yeah, or on your team, not in your team, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So we just went around and, and she went to Phoenix first and she has a bunch of stories. You'll have to ask her at Creative South. Um, <laughs> and she's like, it's too hot. And she's just like, no uh, nonsense, kind of like tells it like it is, which I love about Shouldn't Tara. Be bush. No, not at all. Like, I'll try to be like, soften it up for people. But um, I'm going to go with Tara is not originally from the South. Um, her she, I think, was born in Washington State, but her uh, family's all from Kansas. Her parents are both artists. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so well, Kansas City. So they were, That's you know. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. But, and her family is like second uh, parents to me. So <laughs> I've been blessed to have like three sets of second parents, even <laughs> though I still have my parents, which are great. But... Um, anyway, so Tara was like, we're not going here. And I was like, why? And she's like, it's too hot. I was like, okay. <laughs> so then we went to Denver um, in June. We had some interviews. Mm-hmm. She got a job, and then we moved out July. Okay. And I had cut part of my finger off already, but then I'd cut it off a second time. Do you see that scar? I do. Tina has the uh, same scar where she has uh, run an exacto knife. See how much I've lost of my finger? Oh, yeah. you Hers was reattached. You have a yeah, significant... Yeah, that was the first time. This was the second time. Anyway, I know you, people can't see it, but there's a lot missing off my finger. I do show my students that also um, about safety with exacto. So I drove across country with my hand, uh, with my finger in the air, and we stopped in Kansas City with Tara's family, and uh, we spent July 4th. And then I cro- there's a toll in Kansas. Sure. And um, they said, uh, you know, you're going through the toll, and I have my finger up, bandaged, you know. <laughs> they were like, do you have some trouble with some fireworks? And I'm like, yeah, sure, because it's too long of a story yeah. to say I cut my finger. You could just say I cut I know, but I was like, I always had to go through <laughs> the rest of the, yeah, <laughs> like I was cutting, making my portfolio or fixing something, whatever. Sure. So you get out to Denver. You've essentially moved out there without a job. I did. Uh, that had to be somewhat terrifying. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I guess I was just um, naive and it was a really good job market and it took two weeks and I got a job. Oh, well, that's not bad. So, so where do you go to work? So I started working... Um, I call him the mean man, so I'm not going to use his name, Okay. but it was a firm and it was like $9 an hour. Ooh, big money. And I was like, I just, you know, and you had, he made you leave your desk and eat even in the snow. And there was not like a business that had like, you know, a restaurant in the basement or, you know, on the first floor. It was like in the middle of downtown Denver and I would have to walk a good ways to go get something to eat. Or if I brought my lunch, mm-hmm. which I would, would do, but he made you leave. You had to answer the phone a certain way. And he had like a tongue twister name. So I always messed it up. And I wish I could tell it to you because it was um, it was such a tongue twister. And I would mess it up. And it was like a du- bunch of W's and R's. And so I would mm-hmm. end up... If it was the R, I would say it with a W sound. Like, so it sounded like I had a speech impediment, maybe. Which, I mean, 
I know you don't have kids, but I have kids. Those are the two sounds growing up that kids have the hardest time with, and they overlap. That's why when you hear that cute little kid voice where they screw things up, right? it's always a W or an R that's switched out. So well, his kind of first ones. name started with an R, his middle name started with a W, and his last name started with an R. So it was a very oh, difficult name. I guess people could figure it out, but... Anyway, he did signage and he did signage all over or like mall signage, environmental graphics, which I thought was really interesting. Um, he was just, um, he would have, he would tell me to do something. I would be working on it. And then he would yell at me for using the plotter. And we only had one printer. So you had to like move the printer uh-huh. if you were going to use it. There was no wireless. And so I was just like, so my dad said, Diane, would you let your friends talk to you like that? And I was like, no. You know, I would say, uh, you know, I'm doing this. Like, back off or something. I would be nice, but I would would not let somebody walk all over me. He said, you either need to do that or you need to quit that job. And I felt because I grew up in the South, there's you respect your elders. And he was a lot older than me. And the other guy that worked there was total, like, he had already been like just wrung out from this man, you know, and he his spirit had been broken. Yeah. So I ended up uh, quitting that job. Mm-hmm. And then I went, uh, which was probably the worst thing I could have done was got a job in retail because you have to stay current with the clothes and stuff. And so I ended up wasting a lot of money, I guess <laughs> I should have gotten a job as a waitress. Cause I would have been able to make more money, but and you can talk to people. I know. But anyway, I ended up, I really enjoyed that uh, retail job. And I kept that as like a, I would, there was a time where I had five jobs and I would work um, freelance for this one guy who was doing web stuff. Um, I would go to his house. He had this really cool old house in Denver. And then I would work at a design firm half the day. And then I got a job through a friend um, at a magazine. And so I was working those kind of four jobs regularly. How are you balancing your like actual life around work with? I guess I didn't have stuff. much of an actual life. I ended up breaking up with the boy that I was Eric, um, who's still my friend. Um, we broke up because he didn't want to have kids, and now he has two kids, and I don't have any kids. <laughs> so it's just funny the way God works, but. Um, Anyway, so I didn't really have a life. I mean, Tara and I would do stuff, and I think the first year moving away, maybe the first year and a half moving somewhere completely new mm-hmm. is hard, but I did have a really group, good group of friends that were from Auburn, and I made friends pretty easy, um, but it was just, I didn't. I was just working, sure. and I like to work, mm-hmm. and I work a lot now, yeah, so... But I like what I do. So anyway, I worked and I would go snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And that would that would be what I would do. That was, I guess, where I had balance. <laughs> okay. So eventually you get to a point where you're not working four right. or five jobs. What are you doing then? So I was working for this company. It was a startup. It was a magazine, which I loved pub- publication design. I was the first full-time person they hired and I was the first um designer the the owner um she was a designer and her husband was the art director and he was an amazing um artist he was not a designer he would give me these sketches that were like one inch by 
a half inch maybe. Mm-hmm. And that was what he would, I would have to take that to Fort Collins and do so photo he, shoots. He was taking the thumbnails way oh, too literally on these sides. But of they were beautiful. I mean, it was like he's he was Jason Karn in a way, you know, of the tiny little details sure. able to to write or draw. And I would, he was communicating really well at that size. It was still was a little hard. Cause I would be like, Ron, what are you trying to do? But anyway, so Work it was, a, yeah. Voice. So they, um, we worked and I worked for them part-time for a while. And then they asked me to go full-time and then I went full-time. And so I really went from the basement of Ron's parents' house and it was called memory makers. It's still there, um, but they, they don't run it anymore. And then, um, I went from there full time and I was still doing Abercrombie at night, mm-hmm. um, just cause I liked it and it was fun. I have so many Abercrombie hats. I thought, oh man, I'll be able to sell some of these some, cause they're like 20 years old now, you know? So going for the event. Yeah. No, and they're awesome. Like tons of badges, you know, on the hats. Really. I have probably 30 Abercrombie hats. Um, and, um, so then I got to a point where I had outgrown my position there. Sure. <clears throat> I worked for there for like two and a half years. I even ended up working there again after grad school. I know this is probably nothing interesting to people. But anyway, so I worked and then I decided it was time. I think you know when you're ready to leave yeah. a job and you're, you've asked for a change. You've said, hey, this isn't working. Could you adjust this? You've talked to the person maybe you have the issue with and they still don't change. But it's really a trickle down. And so then I got a job at a corporation where actually Tara works now. Um, and Is I had, she working there at the no, time? No, no. She, just, yes, okay. it's just um, crazy uh, fate, I guess. And I had the best boss. And I, like, there's so many posters, so many books that Teresa has sent me. And her name's Teresa Closer, and she's amazing. She's a great designer, but she was a terrific boss and a terrific manager. And I still have learned, I still teach my students about things that Teresa taught me. So I worked for Teletech for um, a year and... After about two months of working there, she was like, are you still looking for another job? And I was like, uh, no, do I need to? And she's like, well, they're thinking about dis- dissolving the marketing department. So keep your, you know, keep your ears out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh gosh. And so, um, I really feel like God, when he tells you to do something, um, he's going to make it happen if you don't listen. Okay. And so... I always knew I wanted to be a professor because I feel like um, one of my professors saved my life um, because I, from that depression, um, he told me about a book to read, I think, or maybe, anyway, he was just, he didn't take any crap and he was like, look, I don't care what's going on in your life. Get your work done. Uh-huh. And I just needed somebody like that. And I just. Somebody kick you in the butt. And yeah. And be like, hey, you know what? This is going to go away. But you got to get your stuff together because this is the rest of your life. Sure. And so I knew from then that I wanted to be a professor. And so my sister at that time, I come home and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Teresa said I need to keep looking for a job. And my sister's like, well, you said you always wanted to be a professor. Why don't you go ahead and do that? And it was just because I was having too much fun in Colorado. (laughs) And I didn't want to leave. But there were no schools in Colorado that I could get a master's at. And so... 
it was going to be a huge, you know, a big life change. Right. And so um, that's when I started looking for um, schools and my professors at Auburn. I talked to Ross Heck and uh, Ray Dugas, and I said, "Who? where would you suggest that I look and or, or apply to? And they said, Tennessee, because that's where Ross had gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know where Dugas, oh, he went to Georgia uh, State, I think, but I didn't apply to Georgia State. Um, I did Louisiana Tech, where Ben Day had gone, which mm-hmm. a lot of my uh, books, undergrad, were written by Phil Meggs, Rob Carter, and Ben Day. Um, and then Ross said, well, you know, you can, you could go, you could apply to Virginia Commonwealth University mm-hmm. and of course RISD and all that. And they knew I didn't have any money, so I didn't even apply to RISD or anything <laughs> like that. But, um, so I ended up getting in. So again, grace of God that I got into Virginia Commonwealth University. So VCU, I got into VCU, which was the number one at the time public school for graphic design. I'm not sure what number it is now, but it's, it's still up there. Yeah, it's still really high. But overall, public and private, it was number three. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, they made a mistake, but I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> and um, I had gotten a free ride all through. It was a two-year program, so it was very intense mm-hmm. for an MFA. Um, and they um, and I was going to learn from Ben Day and Rob Carter and, you know, Matt Woolman and Sandy Wheeler and... Um, and Phil Meggs, you know, it was like, these were going to be my professors and, um, had just an amazing, uh, education there. And, um, it was one of the best and hardest decisions, but it was like where I really was working a ton and I knew not to go retail. So (laughs) with a full assistantship, I wasn't supposed to have another job because I had to, Three nights a week, I had to run the graphics lab. Sure. Um, and the other time, I, which Rusty Mitchell, he is in Tennessee. He um, also comes to Creative South. I saw him there my first year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Rusty. So Rusty, I was the new Rusty. You know, he had gotten the full ride the year before me, and then I got Anyway, so sure. um, he's a big Creative South guy, too, so. We all love creative stuff. So ended up, I get the thing, and I, at that time, you know, you can't, couldn't like, if you deleted a message, you couldn't like go back and listen to it again. And because I am a little anxious, I call John Malinowski, who ended up being one of my favorite professors. And I said, because he was in charge of the grad program at the time, and I said, "Um, I'm really sorry. Um, Can I ask you, did you say I did get the assistantship (laughs) and he said to me later he was like when you did that I was like oh my gosh what have we done (laughs) so he was thinking I was kind of a a flake (laughs) but he ended up saying that I would ask I would ask a lot of questions and I would say I didn't know things and he was always he said it was refreshing because everybody would be like well do you know who blah 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 is and I'd be like I must be the dumbest person in here because I have no idea who they're talking about. And so I'd be like, well, I don't know. And I'd raise my hand. And So you're going on the principle of I'm here to learn things. They're going on. The other people are on the I already know everything. Well, I don't know if they already knew everything. I think they were afraid. I think they well, were. As a professor, would you? <laughs> right. That, that's how it comes off, I'm assuming. Right, right. Maybe. Um, I think that they 
I would be like, well, do you know who those people are? And they were like, no, but I wasn't going to raise my hand. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'll be the dummy that does that says I don't know. But I guess the professors could kind of tell that they didn't know what things were. And so I've been, it's pretty much a standard for me. If I don't know something, even though it might look stupid, I'm going to ask you what that word is or sure. whatever. So you go through grad school, you start looking for a job, all that stuff. Where do you end up? I end up in Mobile, Alabama. I um, I had two on-campus interviews. Mm-hmm. I had I could have gotten another one in Iowa, but I decided I didn't want to move to Iowa. Um, and it's very flat. Well, I don't mind flat because so is Colorado. Actually, a lot of Colorado's flat, but in Arizona, actually. But I ended up um, just was dating a guy, and I didn't know if he would be able to. I didn't know. I didn't know. Anyway, um, so which I ended up breaking up with him, but. Obviously, um, since you're married to someone else. Yeah, right. If you didn't, that's going to be a really that, awkward conversation. I know. I hope that he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, anyway, so I ended up, um, it, one was in West Virginia. Um, I think, I can't even remember what school it was, but it was right outside Cincinnati. And that was my first interview. And then I had an interview here at, at University of South Alabama, which we just call South. Yes. And... Um, and so I was like, I would just pray. I was like, Lord, please let it be an easy decision. Please, please let it be easy and clear. Please let me know where you want me to go. And it would have been a really small town. It was a really, really, really small town in West Virginia. And um, a lot of snow, you know, and not that snow Seasons. was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, there was just something that I was like, well, I don't know. So then I came to this interview and um, somehow during, which you're not supposed to talk about religion or anything like that, but I always have, I mean, I don't know if I brought it. I don't know what. Anyway, but I said something probably. about religion. Right. It's I okay said something talk, probably about. Interviewee talks about it. That's fine. Maybe I, yeah, maybe I said something about being a Christian or something. And so then, um, the man who was interviewing me, who's a great illustrator, Larry Simpson, mm-hmm. um, and his wife was a great designer, one of the first designers at J.C. Penney's in Texas mm-hmm. at the headquarters, um, both really, really great uh, d- designers. Yeah, they, Larry was my advisor when I was here. Yeah. So they, uh, and they really, they love Jesus. And so they ended up, um, we ended up talking. So I always felt like, you know what, God makes it clear. Well, God, God, I had prayed for it to be really clear of which job to take. Well, the other people didn't offer me a job. So God made it really clear. Yeah. So, you know, at some point it's kind of sad, but that's exactly what I asked for because I wouldn't have been able to make that decision. And so I moved and, um, there was this boy with that baseball cap on and I, and he had these beautiful eyes and he was sort of short. I mean, he's not tall, but I'm not like a giant. Um, it's about my height. I know. I think that's tall, but. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm that short. So. But he's not like, I don't know, six five or something, you know? Just for reference, I'm like teetering between five eight and five nine. Yeah. So, and I'm five one. 
Um, so everybody's tall to me. Fair enough. So... He was standing at the thing, and I, at the, like, and he says I caressed his arm, but I did not. I do not remember doing that. Um, but I I thought, oh, I bet he's bald. Because you couldn't tell underneath a baseball cap, you know? Yeah, I think I've seen John without a hat on maybe twice. Oh, well, he doesn't wear a hat all the time. Um, but anyway, so he, I, <coughs> that was like I met him when I first moved here. Mm-hmm. And um, then we... Fell in love and got married. But we fell in love and dated for like four years and then got married. Well, you know, it's good that you didn't do it within like six weeks. That's right. Not that I'm judging people who do that. Right. Well, but that can lead to issues. We both are. So I was 34 when we got married. And he was 45 mm-hmm. or some 40. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, he's 12 years older than me. Mm-hmm. But at the time it was, you know, like in between him turning the next age so it was anyway so you 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 get down here you're teaching and i know with being a professor here you also have to have especially in graphic design you have to have clients to Mm -hmm. show progression in your work yeah just called research so you have 30 percent of every year you're judged on how you do on research Mm -hmm. um 60 is done on your teaching and 10% is judged on how you do with service. And a lot of times they are way off of what, um, like my percentage of time, maybe 50% research, 40% teaching or 30% teaching, 20% service, you know, but I'm judged at a 60%. What do you mean by service? Um, Free things that I do for the university, okay. volunteering for the community, being on a board of AIGA, um, anything that's related to my field that I'm doing, um, that I'm using my skills and acumen to uh, further help somebody else. Okay. So you go through doing all that. You start up your freelance business, which is... Which I had already started before I okay. moved here. Well, I mean, I'm assuming yeah. you had, but I mean... You started up in Mobile. I did. And start establishing yourself here. Is that? And what's your business called? Little Bird Communications. And where does that come from? So my favorite, um, my favorite song, probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs is Blackbird by the Beatles. That's my favorite song. I love that song. Yeah. Anyway, my boyfriend in high school used to play it for me on his guitar, like over the phone whenever I was sad or something. It's one of my dad's favorite songs and. For the most part, his musical tastes and my musical tastes don't overlap. Oh. But the Beatles, he, I love my dad. And if he listens to this, which I know he never will, but if he listens to this, he's never been off the 80, the oldies station since I was a kid. So, you know, I grew up in the 80s. Right. Um, and he was listening to the 50s, 60s station. Mm-hmm. But the Beatles is, you know. One of those things that passed down. And I think a lot of people do that. So yeah, absolutely. Black when it is, and by proxy, it has become one of mine. So I loved that song, and um, Hero would play it for me. And it's still been like a song that I can go to and kind of. Um, he was actually very influential in my music likings, that boyfriend. Anyway, um, so I wanted Blackbird design or something. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't, that was already taken. So then I did um, 
Well, I like Little Bird, and Little Bird design was already taken. You know how when you're trying to find a URL, now it's like you're trying to find a URL, you're trying to find an Instagram, Twitter, all oh, different yeah. handles for different things. Um, Why do you but think all my stuff is based somehow around my last name? Right. Well, so I, um, I do. I think it's really important to be clever, and like I helped a student find hers the other day. Um, so the best form of... Um, like if somebody shared like, oh, I really like Diane's work, um, you know, that's the best form of advertising, word right? Yeah, word of mouth and um, praise, you know. And so it's uh, like a little bird told me. And so little bird communications. And so because I'm a visual communicator. Sure. So you've you got the freelance going. At what point does design recharge start? Because you've been doing that for what, four years now? Four, uh, yep, it'll be um, 2012. I started it in May, and I had my first one with my sister, who's super smart, remember? And um, I did it, anyway, I um, I was working, and I was working a lot. I, I, I have clients all over the United States, I was doing um, some work out of Mobile, but not a lot. So it was just, again, blessing um, that people would share my name and I would get work and it would keep going and I would get more work from other people. And um, But I was working so much I couldn't make a connection with other people that were in design. And so I felt really alienated because I would work at home. Um, I would work with my students, but I didn't have like any good critique time with somebody else. It was just, so you just needed some, a, a peer or somebody to bounce ideas off of and share that. Absolutely. And there wasn't an AIGA here. So there, <laughs> there wasn't much for me to do. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start something. And so that summer or that, maybe spring break of that year, 2012, I happened across this new thing called Spreecast. And that was the first platform that I used to do design recharge. And I started interviewing people and I was like, you know what? Um, one of my mentors, one of the people that I followed, um, Srini Rao, um, he does unmistakable creative now and he would never remember this, but he said, I did get to do a spree cast with him one time, but he said, you got to make a five-year commitment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, five years, man, that's a long time. And he's like, yeah, because there'll be a time where you want to quit, but it's just getting started. You can't quit then. Okay. So five years was a lot. And it's still, there are times when I'm like, Oh, I'm in the Valley. I just want to get to the five year, you know, I want to get close. Not that I'll end it, but it's about, um, it's kind of like Bob Ewing, you know, he didn't make a 365 commitment. He right. just made a daily commitment mm -hmm. and he wanted to do it until, um, he wasn't seeing the kind of growth he was getting or he was, it was affecting his family or whatever he, you know, he right. didn't want it to to have a negative effect. He only wanted it to be positive. And if you start slowing down and you're going forward, you know, it anyway, not that I'm quitting design recharge in five years. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> I had to, I had, I have to have that as a, you got to keep going. You're not at the five year mark. Sure. So 
I started Design Recharge. Okay. And for those people who aren't familiar with Design Recharge... Which is a ton of people um, uh, who don't know what I do. So every Wednesday I do a live web show Mm -hmm. and I have, um, I interview a designer or a industry leader or an entrepreneur that I feel like could help a body of freelancers Mm -hmm. or people who are working full time in design or maybe not. And they are having a side project and they want some motivation or inspiration or education in that. And so I try to, it's an hour long and you come a ton and so I'm very thankful and you always make the chat fun and funny. And I've funny. never seen it last for an hour. It's yeah. <laughs> always over. Yeah, it does go a Which little. Which I do not mind. Right. But it, um, but it, it's kind of built a community. There's people there. And so, um. I met Adam Martin, who also does a podcast called Makers of Sport, who's incredible in that industry. But he's also, it's just a great one to to learn about. You know, I was talking to somebody else and they were like, well, really my stuff's really just about lettering now, but really it's the same principles you can apply to anything. And this is how I feel about Adam. And Adam does these things called halftime. Right. And I loved that. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I'm missing because right now I'm replaceable. Like anybody can sit and talk to these people. Um, Really, it's not – I mean, I come up with questions and I do a lot of stalking beforehand so that I act like I know what I'm talking about. Um, See, you're much more prepared than me. I, like, research 30 minutes ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Um, And thankfully I know you, so I didn't have to research. It's probably – I do maybe three to five hours of research, so I'm I try to consume as much as I can. It does take up a lot of time per week um, in doing that, and I do it. Some of it I do way previous, you know, and sure. then they come on or I refresh, I guess. But um, but it's really helped my it's helped me, and that was um, it's helped me to connect with other designers. It's mm-hmm. helped me. I think I'm a cord. That's what I am. I'm just a connector, and Somebody else is the plug, and then somebody else is the the lamp, right? So I'm just connecting. I'm really good at connecting the the outlet to the lamp and making things, connecting people. I don't really know how I'm supposed to use that, but I use it right now through design research. Okay. And you've been doing this for four years. So... How has it kind of affected your personal and professional life? How has it changed that? It hasn't changed my personal life. I mean, I don't think John's ever watched the show. <laughs> but um, And knowing John, that does not surprise me at all. No, and that's okay. I mean, he's thank, thankfully he supports me in what I'm doing. and But he doesn't get wrapped up in stuff. He definitely right. keeps it. And your mother tunes in. So and my mom comes. So, so you can't say words that might... Otherwise, flat, fall out of your mouth. No, She's definitely. Not that. I no, yeah, I, I would never. Um, we. Mrs. Gibbs. She's never said a bad word in her life. Uh, no, I have, and she's heard me say some. But, um, but my my dad said to me once. She, he's like, "Well, does your boss watch?" And I was like, "You know, it's. I don't really think it's Jason's thing. You know, his name's also Jason." And um, yeah, and he's and he said, "Well, I think he should." And I said, well, Dad, have you watched? And it was like silence, crickets. <laughs> and so then from then on, then I think he made my mom start watching. Um, 
So she gives him the highlight reel. Yeah, There's anything I think he needs to know about. I think he'll watch sometimes, but I mean, like, I really—it's really nice that my mom supports me mm-hmm. and that she comes. I think it's super sweet <laughs> because she doesn't really understand technology that much, you know. And she's like, "Oh, I kept cutting out," or and our, the internet at their <laughs> she, house she's is broken something. <laughs> yeah, and the internet's really crappy there. And well, and when you were on Spreecast, it—not to talk bad about Spreecast. Screen- Precast, but it did have a lot of technical issues with it. Well, so, and the one, bef- the one I, the one that was on Google, the we- yeah, yeah, that one was flaky too. So I'm, you know, I feel like a loser to some extent. Like, oh my gosh, people are going to be like, oh, she can't even find a platform. And I'm like, you know, I'm just. But then somebody said, you know what? No, it looks like you're trying to give the people the best possible. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that makes me feel better because I, I really I like. I mean, I know Blab is still in beta, but. And it, it's had a couple cutouts here and there. But I think that's the university. Quite possibly. Um, but so far, of the because I've watched you on that and the one that was... Webinar Jam. Yeah, Webinar Jam. And so far, this has seemed to be the best quality, the most stable. Um, and you, you seem to be getting a lot more viewership, and or at least that we can see, viewership and... It's, with it. it's easier to um, to see the number of people. And it, uh, because it's your Twitter handle, it's a little bit easier. But, yeah. like, the one thing with Spreecast that I liked, it was like an image. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my friends, um, who I've never met, but she's come for a long, long time, Alma Azarefe. And I don't know if I'm saying your last name right, but... She was like, I just really like being able to see the images, the icons of people's, you know, um, profile pictures. Because it's just, and we're visual, of course, so we like that. But that would be something. And then being able to share, like, put an image in one of those squares to talk about that. I think that would be nice. Cool. Instead of just in the chat. So kind of moving forward with that, you're speaking at Creative South this year. You're doing a workshop and a panel. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. your workshops with Lenny Terenzi. Yes. And we're, we're not going to give away the farm here, but just kind of a brief overview of what y'all are talking about. So one of or the... Or have you even decided? Yes. No, we've talked... We have so much that we would like to cover, but we have... <laughs> I did it like two minutes. Two I mean, and Lenny's like, we're never going to be able to just say that for two minutes. So we're going to cull it down. But really, it's actually something that's going to... It's really about accountability in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And it's you're going to be put into groups and you will be we will be having contact with you for 6 months at least, maybe a year, but we will me and Lenny will be contacting um you and then your group so it's not just a hey, it's this one two hour event. It's actually going to be something that's going to set people up for people who Maybe are like, um, you know, Scotty Russell has a great community mm-hmm. within. Um, collective. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, within he has like an accountability community, yeah. Yeah. like with Eric Friedensen and uh, Terrence. Um, he meets with them and it's kind of like we're trying to create. So it'll be groups of like five people and then they can some people may or may not. um you're going to have some big group discussion and then we're going to put you in some small groups. And granted, if you don't want to do it, then you don't ever have to do it. But we're going to try to facilitate new groups then smaller groups of people who really do want to um, have that accountability and then 
we're going to give you prompts once a month at least. And then, um, so that you're create creatively pushing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the, and then the panel is about design education. And so I'm super blessed to be up there with some really awesome, um, design professors. And so it just huge, huge blessings to be able to have both of those things. Gotcha. And moving past that, I, um, what else is coming up and down the pipe for you? So I know, and I think this is like a year away, you're taking a sabbatical. I am. It's a year from now. Because um, you have to apply for it. Sure. And then it has to get approved. Not everybody's gets approved, I guess. And So when you take a sabbatical, do you have to put in a, when I take sabbatical, this is what I want to do during mm-hmm. that time? Yeah, I had to have a proposal. Oh, God, I don't know that I'd ever be able to... Uh, be that prepared ahead of time. Yeah, it is really far. And so I have a friend, one of my best friends, um, Ellen Harrington, is a professor in English. Mm-hmm. And she, I love... I really was hoping you were going to say in England. No. going to go over No, no. Uh, she <laughs> just teaches here. We meet once a week. We mm-hmm. do collage stuff together. We push each, push, push each other creatively. I, she's a really good friend. But she also knows that writing is not my... Um, strength or superpower or, or right <laughs> and so she um she said diane you got to keep going this is not good enough and i was like okay and so she's been on that committee she's also gotten a sabbatical you're supposed to be able to apply for a sabbatical every seven years this You've is here this is my uh 12th or th- i got here in 2000 uh i got here in 2003 so you're going on 13 years now. this uh, next fall will be 13 13 yeah. And so clearly I should have done, um, I should have done that long time ago, but anyway, I didn't. And so now I am, and I, it's going to be an illustration focus. And so I'm going to go to Colorado and hang out with Tara some, hopefully I'll, um, bug Joseph Alessio and let him, uh, or see if I can hang over his shoulder and do some snowboarding. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, I, but I don't, but it's, I have to do illustration stuff. So I want to like see how other people are working and kind of um, put that into play. And then at some point, like Dustin Lee, he has a passive income. I went to that sure. last year. Um, I was working on a course and I launched, um, semi launched. I launched, but I didn't really launch. And so I launched with some testers. And I need to adjust some things. And so my goal is to be able to, I have another idea for another course um, that's a little bit smaller and less expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some things that I have in the works, hopefully, um, to fix the finding your superpower course, to be more clear about what it is sure. um, before Creative South, and then to have um, an, the other little thing um, and I have another idea for something else in that'll be like the, a bunch of different artists and designers. And then you'll, it'll execute in January. You'll get a different video every um, day mm-hmm. for all 31 days. Okay. So you're planning on launching that beginning of 2017. That'll be, that one will be, so there's three projects. So okay. yes, yeah, you got time to keep yourself busy. Yeah, definitely. Well, kind of wrapping up here. Um, where can people find you online? So you can find me on Instagram at, at @designrecharge, and then I've also been because I really want to work on my illustration. 
I'm also at C Diane Gibbs on Instagram. C as an S E. No. Oh. My oh, first C. name is Constance, uh-huh. but I clearly don't go by that. Obviously. So it's C the the letter Diane Gibbs. Okay, so I got a question here to interrupt you on that. With Diane Gibbs, you don't ever capitalize your names. Why? So I haven't capitalized my name since. 10th grade. Um, I know E.E. E. Cummings did it and he was able to do it. Um, I don't like how my letters D and G look in uppercase. So I have, I sign everything lowercase. I've noticed that. Okay. So that's how I know if somebody knows me well or has stalked me at all. If they, then they'll know I don't. If they're observant, I guess. Yes. Then they'll know I don't sign my name. Okay. So going back to where people can find me. <laughs> okay. So at Design Recharge on Twitter, um, C. Diane Gibbs, um, and at Design Recharge on Instagram. Um, Facebook, um, Design Recharge, or just Diane Gibbs. And um, you on Dribble? I'm on Dribble. Um, I think it's Diane Gibbs, maybe AU, Diane Gibbs AU. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm on lots of other platforms. I will post links to the list <laughs> in the show notes. So if, if you can't remember or if we forget to mention one, you can find Diane there. Well, Diane, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank you, Jason. I'm sorry it was sort of boring. So my life is not as... Um... Oh, no, it was, it was not boring at all. So we end each podcast with saying, go out and hug some necks. So go out and hug some necks. Yeah. Thanks, and we'll see you all at the Creative Side. Thanks for tuning in this week. You can find out more about Diane at rechargingyou.com or follow her at Design Recharge on Twitter. You can keep up with the podcast in Creative South on Twitter and Instagram at creativesouthga or over at creativesouthga.com. And I'm Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.